Hello and welcome to the Totally Transformed podcast. My name is Lance Borden and uh, I'm so glad to be here with you today. Uh, I'm here today as usual with my mom, psychologist, Christian psychologist and author, Dr. Connie Borden. Hello everyone. And one thing we wanted to do today before we got started is really honor a life that was lived for Jesus. Yes. Someone that we love uh, that, that passed on to be with Jesus, that went home to be with Jesus um, here in the last week, and that is uh, Amanda Villarosa. And uh, she was such a precious daughter of God, just such an example of godly motherhood. And um, her and her husband, Louis, served the Lord. They had three little girls that they were, that they were and, will, and Louis will continue to raise up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord. So we just wanted to uh, honor her today and um and just say that amanda we miss you yes uh, we can't wait to be with you and uh, we know that we'll be with you sooner than we all think uh, <laughs> it's only temporary that we are separated from you but i know my wife julie uh, was great friends with her and just really misses her now that she's gone and um, we just wanted to honor her because she lived a life for jesus that um is is worthy of that honor because she reflected jesus to the world and yes. and her heart was to draw people to Jesus. And that's what's so exciting that though we don't like it that she's gone, we don't grieve as those that have no hope. Right. Because she knew Jesus Christ as her personal Savior. She's living out her reward, and we will meet with her one day. And I would just like uh, those that are listening to, she has three young daughters, and the youngest being about two or a little over two. So pray for those girls and pray for her husband, Louie, because, I mean, when you've lost your right and left arm, basically, as your partner in life, there's a transition, there's a time of grief, there's a time of healing. And so I know that that will touch you that we're talking to, your hearts, to pray for that family, that all their needs will be met. And really, it's uh, anytime someone passes from this life, it's really a reminder that, you know, only what's done for Christ will last, Absolutely. right? Absolutely. So whatever it is... However, we can each in our individual lives eliminate the things that are not glorifying to God or, or pursuits that are not fulfilling his callings or his mission for us and that are eternally focused. Yes. Those things that we can eliminate but put in more things that are glorifying to God and build his kingdom are the things that we should be about. Because we never know. She was a young, right. young mother, young so mother. we never know. So, yes. Well, God bless you, Villarosa family. Family, we love you, and we are praying for you. Amen. We wanted to continue a series today that we started last week on how to have a great 2021 uh, with, a, with, a, with some more tips and, and habits to form in 2021. Um, if you if you uh, see the value in them as we present them here today, and we think you will. But uh, before we do that, uh, you had uh, a word from Isaiah, some scripture that you wanted to read, Mom. Yes. Uh, hello, everybody. Great to be with you. Um, we were talking last time, as you know, Lance, about vision. Without vision, my people perish. So I think Isaiah 42 is a good exhortation, and then going on to uh, starting with verse 18 through 25, and then going on to verse uh, 18, um, uh, in the sense of it starts out with, Hear you deaf, look you blind, and see who is blind but my servant, and death like the messenger I send, who is blind like the one in covenant with me, blind like the servant of the Lord. You have seen many things, but you pay no attention. 
Your ears are open, but you do not listen. It pleased the Lord for the sake of his righteousness to make his law great and glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted, all of them trapped in pits or hidden away in prisons. They have become plundered and no one to rescue them. They have been made loot with no one to say, send them back. Which of you will listen to this or pay close attention in time to come? Um, And so he goes on to say, was it not the Lord against whom you have sinned? For they would not follow his ways and obey his law. And I just want to exhort everyone again for tips of 2021 that we need to be hot for the Lord. We need to be sold out, surrendered, 100%. We're all sinners saved by grace, but you can repent anytime. And if you're caught up in some stronghold, I want to go on to verse um, 18 in Isaiah 43. Those verses were in Isaiah 42, 18 through about 25. Then on 43, he starts out, but now this is what the Lord says, he who created you, Jacob, who formed you, Israel, do not fear, for I have redeemed you. Uh, Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I'm making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. And I think that's what I wanted to start this podcast about. It's always a new day. And we said that yesterday, I mean, last time. Today is the first day of the rest of your life. Right. And if you get it right with the Lord in your heart, and anything that you have done, even if it was against the, the gospel or against the, the principles of the word, and the Lord, you can repent right now. You can ask him to forgive you. You can be healed, which is a tenet of our ministry, a big uh, focus. If you've been wounded and you can be set free mm. if you're caught up in some strongholds. Yeah, that's true. I was actually walking through um, with my six-year-old last night about what it means to uh, repent. And um, he was, he asked me the, just the point blank six-year-old question is like, dad, do you sin every day? And I said, well, a lot of, I think most days, but I said, as as you get more mature in Christ, you can actually um, not sin as you, you know, in other words, become more like him as you're sanctified. And I said, but you know, even when you do sin, you can immediately ask Jesus to forgive you, tell him you're sorry. And then I asked him, well, what's the other thing you have to do? And uh, he said, repent. And I was like, yeah, repent, which means to intend and change your ways, right? Intend to turn from the sin and not do it anymore. Otherwise you, uh, otherwise you cheapen God's grace and you're, as I was telling my eight year old later, you harden your heart. If you just think you can sin and sin knowing that God will forgive you and use it as a license to sin, right? Which Paul says, right, in Romans 6, 7th and 8th, what do we do, sin just to, you know, use God's grace? Of right. course not, right? Right. But if you've sinned and you're, and you're contrite and the Holy Spirit has convicted you, you can yes. immediately be absolved from that sin That's because right. of what Jesus already Amen. did for you, immediately. Amen. So if anybody out there is struggling with shame and the enemy loves to put shame on us, Realize that today that you can right now ask Jesus to forgive you, tell him you're sorry, ask him to forgive you, and you are washed clean. What I like to say, Lance, is shame and guilt is not of the Holy Spirit, but conviction. Conviction means I've displeased God, I've been disobedient, sin separates you from God, but like you said, you can immediately do that. And I know you've said to me a number of times, you don't want the Holy Spirit to lift from you. Right. David talks about that in Psalm uh, 50 and 51, I think it is, that don't lift your Holy Spirit from me. In other words, what sin is worth 
not having the Holy Spirit. And that's what I believe happens is I define sin as separation from God. Separated forever? No, just till you repent and recognize the sin, agree that you'll turn from it. And it might be a process, Lance. If someone's caught up in a stronghold, something that has a stronghold on them, chemically like alcohol or drugs or sexual addiction, but you're pursuing righteousness, you're telling God that you're sorry, you don't want to do it again, buy his strength, make you strong where you're weak, make you strong, and then get help to get that stronghold broken, Mm -hmm. get in the word, get in worship, get in a fellowship, get in communion where people can um, encourage you to change those neural pathways toward righteousness rather than towards sin, right? Right, right. So we wanted to continue our habits or uh, the things that we want to do to have a great 2021. So um, what was what's next there on our list? Well, we talked last time about praying and meditating and a journal and pen and a quiet time. But one other uh, point that um, uh, Terry Seville Foy said in a sermon that I heard, so I want to credit her, was can you read 20 minutes a day? And not just necessarily the Bible, but start with that. But read, there's so many great books written by Christians about anything that anybody's gone through. And um, I've often said, and I think we offered our bibliography last time at totallytransformed.org, that I tried to read ahead of what my next exploit was, Mm. particularly raising you as a parent or just anything. You can go to Amazon and just search books on uh, alcoholics who got out of that habit by Christians. You want it from a Christian perspective. So there's just no sense in trying to reinvent the wheel and figure out things by yourself. My book, Save But Not Free, gives you all the principles of how you got wounded, how to get healed, how to get delivered from strongholds, and how to stay free. So that's a really basic book. Um, If you just read, and some people say, well, I don't like to read. I don't have time to read. I don't have time to memorize the word or meditate on the word. Well, I'm going to exhort you to say you don't have time not to do those things because you you grow. You grow in these things. And then another thing she said was the people you hang around and the books you read basically define you. You know, and I used to teach a class with my students. Um, I, I had a book, How to Raise a Reader, And a lot of parents read with their children. That's very important. But this author said, you can get How to Raise a Reader at Amazon, said if they see you reading, they will develop a love for reading because they want to emulate what you do as parents. So if you never read in front of them, they're going to think, hey, that's not very important. My mom or dad don't do that. But if they see you with a good book, You know, you read one, you pick up another one. I mean, you can just read five or six a year. It doesn't have to be uh, quantity, it's quality, right? Can I, as a caveat to that, say Uh that I want to encourage everyone to have a Bible reading program? Yes. That you can go down the list each day with what, in other words, the programs that let you read through the Bible in a year, for example. Right. And um, I'll admit to you that I have never fully completed one of those programs in a year's time. Right. It, it's That's usually a, taken me mm-hmm. much longer than a year, sometimes two, three years maybe, right, right. to do a year Bible reading program. But that's not. it's not about reading it in a year. It's about, I think, having uh, uh, the next thing to go to so that right. you can keep the theme and keep up with the stories and not forget where you were. Right. And 
today there is such a great asset we have, which are app-based Bible reading programs. And if you go to the app store and just put in read through the Bible in a year, you'll you'll find apps. And I think if they're a dollar, they're not much more than that, or maybe free, where you can literally check it off and it keeps track for you of where you last left off if you miss a day or whatever, Right. which is really helpful. Right. And that's, I finished reading through the Bible at the, uh, right about the end of last year using one of those apps. And then this year I've started with a um, fresh start Bible that Gateway Church puts out that in the back of it has a full year program. And it gives you, um, whereas the other program that I was using last year did it chronologically, Mm -hmm. this one is doing Old Testament, New Testament, Psalms, and Proverbs and doing it in a year. So my point is, find a program that fits you. Don't worry about if you miss a day or two, just go back to where you left off because it keeps you on track. Mm -hmm. And the Word of God, you know, the Bible says that it separates our soul from our spirit. Right. And Hebrews I just can't. Four twelve. I just can't exhort everyone enough to allow the word of God to separate your soul from your spirit, because right. what that means is your soul, which is your flesh, mm-hmm. connected to your flesh, mm-hmm. can't over influence you to sin when it's separated from your spirit, Correct. and instead your spirit is strengthened. It says there, the word is sharper than any two-edged sword separating the soul from the spirit, discerning the joints and marrows. I mean, it's like this word, the sword of the spirit, which is two edges, does divine, two edged, does divine surgery within you. And it also clears out, uh, clears out the enemy because it cuts off his head. How can we be devoid of that? Right. I mean, it's so, so important. And uh, it happens. And, you know, you said before, that, um, and I think we said last time maybe that the Lord will, if you have a program, he'll make sure to talk to you through that program. Right. I mean, it's so amazing. many times I've seen like this was just written for me because he honors that. Right. He's a rewarder of those that diligently right. seek him. Right. He controls time and space. He knows that you're on day 400 and, you know, three, uh, 247 when you needed it, you know, right. That's exactly, he doesn't, ma- he doesn't mind if you're six months behind. Right. Exactly. <laughs> it's just that you're diligent. <laughs> right. right. Exactly. But she said, uh, Terry Seville voice said something. She said, be nice to nerds. Chances are you'll work for one. And that's kind of a funny statement, but discipline people in the word, in devotions, in reading good books, and disciplining your mind. In other words, always growing right. in education. We've never arrived. Um, and she said, you know, those people are the ones that really make it basically to the top right. because they've been disciplined, right? Right. Uh, along that line, another point, she said, um, and there's so many ways other than reading to listen to faith building messages every day, you know, something, you know, to put the word inside, you can get the Bible on, uh, CDs. You can listen to, well, it would be a digital download today. Yeah, yes, probably MP3s. Yeah, digital. And then you can also, uh, listen to so many faith building messages, mm-hmm. uh, either on podcast. yeah podcast or video. You can mm-hmm. get it on YouTube and mm-hmm. watch even the person preaching. I mean, there's really just no excuse for not filling your heart and mind with faith building some, messages. Some good some good podcasts if you're looking for them to download. John Eldridge puts out a great, great podcast. It's called Ransomed Heart. Um, Bethel Church, they have uh, lots of different podcasts that you can get from them. Gateway Church, uh, you know, the sermons that have been preached. Um, you know, there's just so many out there that are good. And if, you know, find one that, that really encourages you and then uh, go back to it. 
We said last time, Lance, to write and review your dreams and goals and start with the end of the year and work backwards. And we talked a lot about that. They can go back and listen to that podcast. But we were also talking about how what you say and what you agree with could be a self-fulfilling prophecy. And we have five hours to victory to your thought life that you can get that resource at tollytransformed.org, transformed with an ed.org. But she gave a really good tip, Terry Seville Foy. She said, after you say something, say, and that's just the way I want it. So let's say you get up in the morning and you say, this is going to be a horrible day. That's just the way I want it. I mean, that checks you. You don't want it to be a horrible day. What you want to declare is this is the day the Lord has made and I will rejoice and be glad in it. And that's just the way I want it. Right. So it's just another tip to guard your mouth. The word says to guard your mouth. You know, the tongue can set a whole forest to fire, put your on fire, put your mind in motion before you put your mouth in gear, that type of thing. You put your mind in gear put your, before you put your mouth in motion. Right. I think is the way it goes. We know what you mean. Yeah, okay. But the bottom line is that we're always trying to equip ourselves with whatsoever things are good, honest, and true. Right. Think on these things. And of course, everything we've said in the Word is putting that content in you. When the enemy, when you squeeze the lemon out, comes lemon juice. When the enemy squeezes you, out comes the Word of God. And then you want to declare the Word of God. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not yet seen. That is not uh, presumption. That is being in agreement with the Word in the Godhead that you in faith believe for this year to be a great year, even though many things around you seem to indicate otherwise. Because the power of life and death is in the tongue. Absolutely. And what we, what we say about our circumstances and what we think about our circumstances matter. Right. Um, I wanted to add another uh, mm-hmm. great habit for 2021, and that is to intentionally designate nights of the week for important things. Yes. Like discussions with your husband or wife you know designate a, a night of the week mm-hmm. that works best for you right so that when that week day comes it's like an alarm goes off in your mind oh yeah. this was this one is supposed or to be the night that we get together or like put it on your Dad calendar does. he puts it on the calendar right Wednesday nights our night you know and then uh if you do that on for example uh, for us that's tuesday nights and it's not a legalistic thing no. it doesn't mean that if you miss it for a week that you're bad or even two weeks or whatever it's just supposed to be a reminder correct to to try to do it on a weekly basis because it's so important that we communicate with our spouses and get down on a need feeling level like you often talk about but also um designate a night of the week if you have children in the home to do family bible study and to spend time and we designate uh, Wednesday nights for that. And sometimes it's not Wednesday nights, sometimes it's a Thursday night. But when Wednesday comes, we're, we're usually saying, all right, tonight, are we going to do family Bible study tonight? Oh, no, we got a soccer game tonight? Okay, let's do it tomorrow night. Right. That kind of a discussion, right? Yeah. So that you, again, have a reminder um, that, oh, this is the day that we're supposed to do that. Uh, even better is if you plan ahead and have a subject matter in mind and you know, plan a little bit, even five minutes of planning of what you want to communicate to your children and to your family. And it can be as simple as picking a couple of songs out on YouTube or on you know, however you listen to your streaming music, playing it 
on the TV or on the stereo for your family to sing along to and Amen. worship together. Amen. And then reading some of the word together and then and then talking about it, having your kids say it back to you, what they heard, you know, making sure that they comprehended it. And then having prayer time where you just ask each other, what can I, what's on your heart? What can we pray for you about? And giving each other the opportunity to pray for each other. I think if we would all commit to do those things on a weekly basis, our families would be that much more rooted and grounded and founded in the Lord. And once that's the case, then it doesn't matter what storm you go through. That's right. You will be on the rock. And I've found, being a psychologist and a therapist, that families that aren't doing that, their core is not strong. When these things go wrong around them, then they kind of fall apart. In fact, yeah. I was talking to someone yesterday about that. But remember, we've said this before. It's important that you do things for your family, but it's what you do with them mm-hmm. that is the most important. Right. And they remember those things. It makes them feel important that they have nights set aside. You're not answering the phone. You you shut out the world, basically. And they feel like they're a priority because they're supposed to be a priority. You and your husband or you and your wife, then your children, then other people, you know, after that. So that is such a great, great habit for 2021. If you started that this week for 2021, I guarantee you by the end of 2021, your family would be stronger. And a good question, a good thing to do. Because we, we, we talk about facts and trivia and opinions, but we don't talk about needs and feelings. So even with your children, today you had a new uh, class that you started in the second semester at school. How did that make you feel? Not what did you do, what was the class, those are facts. How did that make you feel and do you need anything from that? That gets anything, you take any statement, any situation, Follow it up with how did that make you feel? What do you need? And you can start to teach your children need feeling communication because when we get our feelings out, feelings really aren't wrong. It's that they can turn into wrong behavior right. when they're stuffed mm-hmm. and they don't have a chance to be vented. So you're teaching your children to communicate on that deepest level right. of needs and feelings. Right. Yep. That's really good. Yeah. All right, well, um, will you close us in prayer today? Sure, I'll be glad to do that. Lord Jesus, I just thank you for another opportunity. We, don't, we do not take any of these podcasts lightly. We believe that you send them out across the world and the person that or persons that need it, turn it on and they hear it. And we've had these testimonies so many times and it changes their life. It gives them wisdom and answers it, directs them towards you. So Lord, we send this one out under that auspices and under that anointing. Thank you, Lord God, for hearts that are changed. Bring people to you, Father, if they're not saved, let them confess today their sins and receive you in their hearts so they will be saved, knowing that you are Lord and Savior sent by God to die on the cross for their eternal life. I pray for any other need they may have. You said you would supply all of our needs according to your riches and glory. Let them know that, Lord, that you are their eternal source no matter what is going on in their temporal life. Lord, you promise to meet all their needs physically, mentally, emotionally, spiritually, relationally, financially. And we agree with our listening audience, you out there that are listening right now, we agree with you that what you need is provided by God. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Amen.